for tuning in to the first episode of Talking Yoga with Joe. My first guest for this podcast is Laurel Madsen. Laurel is one of my students and dear friends. While we recorded this episode, Laurel was one of the owners of the first yoga studio in Goose Creek, South Carolina. We go ahead and dive deep into Laurel's introduction into her yoga practice and how she went from that to opening up her first yoga studio. We'll also learn more about Laurel and her experience with kidding around yoga, her teacher training to teach kids yoga, meditation, and mindfulness. And so this episode was recorded nearly one year ago in January 2016, and I've spent this year gathering as much content for you before releasing it out. I do hope you enjoy this first episode. Here it is, Laurel Matson. I'm good. Awesome. Excuse me if I cough because I'm getting over a cold. Right. Um, it's <laughs> a lot. It's pretty cold down here in South Carolina, which um, I don't know. Kind of was a little bit of surprise for me being from New York. Yeah. Um, but it's much much warmer. <clears throat> well, um, and I, I can't complain. Yeah, we talked to, at work today. Um, we were talking to some of our counterparts in Chicago. And they said, it's really cold here. And we said, yeah, it's really cold here, too. It's like 50 degrees. And they were like, oh, it's 10 here with a wind chill of negative 5. So, wow, 10 degrees. 10 degrees. But Where? In Chicago. In Chicago. Right. With a wind chill of negative 5. And we were like, yeah, it was so cold. It's 50 here today. We had to wear a sweater. <laughs> right. And that's so funny, too, because I remember, like, one of the first um, cold days when I was living down here, like, that immediate first day, everyone was just so bundled up. Yeah. Um, and just, like, these heavy jackets and stuff. But cool. Um, one of the, well, first... So that's the weather. That's the weather. <laughs> that uh, beginning first talk about the climate. Um, one of the first things I wanted to at least talk to you about or, or ask you, um, I know when we first met, um, which um, was just four, three, four months ago when you started. Um, I think we met in like maybe July. Was it that long ago? Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so last, last, sometime last summer. So it was like seven months ago maybe. Right. Um, you were looking at, um, or you're in the process of opening up this um, space that we're in right now, mm -hmm. Goose Creek, South Carolina. Um, and this building was a dance studio mm -hmm. and still is and still is of course mm -hmm. um, and you're looking at offering yoga yoga mm -hmm. classes here where does your um, journey and start with yoga where did it begin and where were you I guess physically and mentally uh, when you discovered your yoga practice well, that's funny you asked me that because I've recently been reflecting on my first yoga class because it was Valentine's Day when I was in college and um, I was single and feeling a little sorry for myself and I decided to go do a yoga class as a way to sort of like, you know, do something nice for myself. And um, so I did that. It was at a gym and... Um, but I was thinking about that because I think um, I'm going to do that here on Valentine's Day, which is coming up. 
I want to do a, a free class, um, that's, which we have a normal Sunday class um, that day anyway. So I think I'm just going to offer it as a community class and um, sort of do it as a, like, will you be your Valentine? You know, do something good for you. Like, so um, anyway, that was my first class ever. I distinctly remember that. I was in college. And um, after that, I did yoga on and off, mostly in gyms for many years and um, found studios um, at some point. And I don't know, I've had stints of on yoga, off yoga. And then um, I guess the last stint of sort of off um, was way too long. I got pregnant, I had a baby. I started raising that baby and just didn't really make time for it. And it was also kind of difficult to get to classes because here in Goose Creek, we didn't, we didn't really have much to offer. So um, about two years ago, I guess, I, uh, my husband and I separated and I realized I needed to do some yoga. And when I did, I felt so much better all the time, just right. mentally, emotionally, physically, and realized I can't stop ever doing this again. Like, it's just too good. You know, this has to be a part of my life forever. And like, I mean that, like it will be a part of my life forever. Cause I just know that it is, it just feels that good. And it's that good for me in so many ways. I just love it. So I don't know what capacity it will always be a part of my life right now. I have this crazy little yoga studio that, you know, I try hard to manage, but (laughs) if nothing else, it'll, it'll, you know, always be practicing yoga. I know that now. So, um, so yeah, I decided to, um, open this studio because I, well, A, wanted more yoga in Goose Creek. That was sort of my own selfish reason. And I figured I couldn't be the only person that wanted more yoga in Goose Creek and I've come to find now that I wasn't. Um, and I found this neat little space that was already set up for yoga. And um, it just it just seemed right. And it was on Laurel Avenue, which is my name. Yeah, so that was pretty wild I, when I first met you and you uh, had told me that. I was like, yeah. hey, your name is Laurel as well. So I'd really been struggling over, should I do this? Should I not do this? Is the time right? It really lines up. You know, so I think the universe was sort of like giving me that, that like ultimate sign. Okay, we'll put it on your street. Now will you do it? So, yeah, I did it. And I think the practice of yoga really comes into um, people's lives um, sort of when they least expect it or when they're going through uh, a challenging time. Um, Maybe that first class can be a really powerful um, uh, introduction into the practice. So you said it was on Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. It's kind of crazy because it's sort of like this practice of peace and, and love, and here you are. Um, now, uh, what year was this, and where were you? So that was in uh, West Ashley, Charleston, okay. at uh, Ladies Fitness. Okay. And I don't, I doubt they're open anymore. But um, And I think it was pro- I was probably a, a freshman, maybe sophomore. I can't remember. So that was like 2000. So I, I don't know how long I've been saying I've been yoga, doing yoga for 10 years, but I guess it's probably more than that now. And you were going to school at? The College, College of Charleston. Charleston right? Yeah. 
cool. So this place offered just like different areas of fitness. Yeah, it was a gym for women only, ladies only fitness. Oh, really? And so I went there to work out, and they had some group uh, fitness classes, and yoga was one of them, which fun, which is funny because it didn't, it didn't uh, strike me at all at the time because it was my first yoga class, but looking back the way the facility was set up it was completely open so there was um, all the gym equipment on like one side and then on the other side there were, were was the area for the group fitness classes and there was no wall or partition or anything so the like workout music was going on over here boom 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 and then yoga is like happening two feet away, you know, and I mean, (laughs) which is just really funny now that I'm in this studio environment where it's like you, you really try to get a peaceful, quiet environment. But, um, but I've done a lot of yoga in gyms and, and you don't always get that. And, but one thing I, I've, I've said before, I kind of like yoga in gyms for that reason, because you know, it's sort of a big metaphor, like life is not quiet, life is not always peaceful, and it's not always calm, and sometimes you have to work really hard to find that within yourself, um, you know, amid all of the noise and the chaos, and um, so that, you know, that's always, that was always kind of nice for me, actually, doing yoga in a gym where I can kind of hear the boom, boom, boom workout music going on, but then inside, on my mat, you know, in my own mind and body is something else. And so I, I don't know. I don't, I don't have anything against yoga and gyms. No, that's cool. You're totally right. Like life can be destructive in so many ways. And when here you are in this practice of yoga on your mat and you're hearing like these weights clicking, yeah. people maybe grunting. Um, one of my favorite classes um, when I moved down um, to Charleston was an Ashtanga yoga um, class at uh, Eco Fitness and yeah, it's kind of the same idea, but um, they had a this really light, thin door that would block the space that would be all these other people. And I mean, you know, there's just weights lifting, and you mentioned like the boom boom music, yeah. and you hear all that, and then balancing it out with all this zen, peaceful mm-hmm. music. Um, but yeah, that's cool because you're right. Um, you know, life is you know does have all of these um, challenges and distractions in us and. It really yeah. becomes part of the practice. Right. So um, you were practicing yoga. Um, you said on and off you had a, um, your son yep. um, during this time. At what point in your practice, um, and I'll mention that you are not a, teach- not, not a certified yoga teacher, but at what point in your yoga practice were you just like, you know what, i thinking about just starting my own uh business and and having and opening up um, uh, a space so we opened up September uh, 2015 and I'd say I had been thinking about it for about a year prior to that and um, but I was never thinking about it really in terms of something I would do now I was thinking of it in terms of something that was in the future like one day I'll do this, you know, one day. Um, and then I, I don't really know why that changed, that it started to become something that was like, well, I could do this now, you know, I don't have to wait until one day. Um, and so really I was, I, 
I was starting to um, just do some research to see what this would really mean from a practical standpoint. Um, so I went to some classes about starting your own business and writing a business plan um, because, you know, going into it, I just, um, did, I, yeah. Did you have any uh, business experience um, prior? And what did you study also at um, College of Charleston? Well, so at the College of Charleston, I was an English major. Okay. Um, I never really knew what I was going to do with that. I just knew I really liked English classes, and I was also an art history minor, sort of the same thing there. I, in college, I didn't have a clue what I was going to do. I just did what I liked at the time, and I'm glad I did it that way because I really enjoyed it. And sure. I don't know that anything would have changed for me now had I done it differently anyway. Okay. So, um but, uh, yeah, I've had, I, I think you can say I've had um, a decent amount of business experience. I've, um, in my professional career, I've um, worked in a few different industries. Um, the, I've spent the most time in a manufacturing environment. I've been um, with a local company um, for 10 years now, and um, we're a manufacturer of, um, laboratory supplies and um, so I've done I've had a lot of different roles in that company I've done customer service I've done accounts receivable I've done accounts payable I've done sales tax um, I do purchasing now and have for about five years and it's a small enough company that um, it, through all those different roles and experiences I've really gotten a first-hand look at all these different parts of what makes a business run and operate sort of like the ecosystem of just everything how everything flows right. and works together yeah right. so um so i think i got a really good understanding of just sort of how a business operates through that and then you just kind of scale that down to a really small business which i have here i mean tiny business you know but at least i kind of understand the 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 building blocks of it, you know, the fundamentals of it. Right. That's so. cool. One of, like, really um, <clears throat> important thing that you said that stuck with me, you said in the beginning, um, that you were just like, oh, I had this vision, you know, I want to open up a studio, then you just said, you know, just, just doing it, which I think is such um, great advice to entrepreneurs out there that have the same idea, whether it be yoga or something else. Um, some of the hardest thing is just taking that action and just doing it. Um, what advice, looking back on since um, that one year um, before you just mm -hmm. you decided and, and you officially did it, um, what would you um, go back and, and maybe if you were to give some advice to um, someone, would you give them? Well, the advice I would give is do not quit your day job. <laughs> yes. I considered that and I'm really glad I didn't um, you know you still got to pay your bills and, and especially with a child yeah absolutely well, yeah <laughs> so but no it's a really really hard decision to if you're thinking about starting your own business or really making any sort of big change like that you know where you're kind of taking this leap of faith just because you sort of have this burning desire to do it um, it's a really hard decision for anyone and um, it was a really hard decision for me and you know I finally just got to the point where I just kind of had to do it like 
because I was just sort of making myself crazy over it, you know, and I knew, and I had to come to terms with what it would mean if it didn't work out, um, and, you know, what that would mean for me, so I think you need to have a, a clear picture of that going into it, and that it's a possibility, and that you're going to be okay with that, you know, if that happens, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's really hard because, I mean, for me anyway, I needed to be practical and reasonable about it. Like, I had to still be able to pay my bills. And um, I was luckily in a position where I had some savings that, you know, had some cushion. Like, because you, you kind of need some cushion. Like, it's not just going to, you know, pick right up out, out the door and, and make money, probably, you know. So, um, there's that, you know, definitely that practical aspect of it. So... I just, you know, just, and everyone's different with what, with their comfort level. So you have to do what feels right for you. For me, I, I, I couldn't be too risky about it. That's just who I am. Um, but yeah, it's, I believe me, I wanted someone to give me that golden nugget of advice when I was going through that, that would make it all clear for me. Should I do it or shouldn't I? So I can't, probably offer that to anyone because it's so personal you know you really just have to do a lot of soul searching um but yeah it's a tough decision yeah it is maybe trust too like trusting that instinct or your gut um a little bit too i know in your situation you know having a child it's a huge um commitment you know it's just life that you need to responsibility i was fortunate enough where um, in my yoga training, I was just like, you know what, I'm actually going to quit everything. I'm going to do my teacher training and, um, uh, which I don't know, I, maybe I would recommend that to someone if, you know, they're really, um, if they have that strong instinct to, and they're really looking to go into the deep end Mm -hmm. of the pool. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I guess, different for each person. You need to, you know, just trust where you are in the process. Yeah, and trust. Yeah, trust yourself. I mean, I think that's huge because um, there, you really need to, you need to know what your strengths are. You need to know what you're good at um, and trust that you can do these things, you know. Um, and, and that's been a, and still is a, um, a growth opportunity for me, I guess, like through my whole life, sort of, you know, I've looking back, it's like, yeah, I did that. And that, that was good. I was, I was good at that. I did that, you know, but going through it, I never really feel that way. You know, I always feel maybe sort of cautious and like, uh, not so confident, you know? And I, so when I made this decision, I really, I really, I realized that like I can do this I've done things in my life that support that would support the you know the fact that I can do this and so I just have to like believe in that believe in myself you know so know yourself know what you're good at know what you're not good at and what you know what your the areas that um, are going to be more difficult for you so you know what to look out for what those pitfalls might be Um, but yeah I think trusting yourself is is definitely a big one yeah and that's something that's relative on your mat as well in your physical body if you're going into this posture that's whether it's balance or whether you know i've been teaching a lot of back bends for like camel and you know when you reach back for both of your heels 
you know, you're sort of trusting yourself. Yes. Um, trust really does require, like, you know, it's not just in your inner self, but, you know, faith in something that you don't know what you're just going to expect mm-hmm. in the process. So that's great advice, I think. I love that to, to give um, a new entrepreneur or yoga student. Um, so in this year, you're kind of developing, you know, you're, you're taking steps to open up the space. What was your yoga practice, um, your personal practice? Um, what did it look like? It looked like prior to this, it looked like um, going to classes probably three times a week or so. Um, when I could, pretty much. Um, right. So I would go to the gym. I'd go to the studios or in the area, you know, pretty much whatever would fit into my schedule and I could get to when I could get to. Mm-hmm. And um, there were, um, I, I definitely was paying more attention to, I'd say, than my instructors than I kind of ever had, you know, trying like really figuring out what it was I liked and, you know, different things they were doing. And, you know, I really started kind of, I got kind of microscopic about my observations. Picking things out. During that time, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. whereas you, you, would you say before, you really weren't, you were kind of looking at your, more of your, yourself, your Oh, yeah, yeah, it was all about just my practice and, um, and in those sort of months leading up to, to this, it, yeah, definitely got more of an observation into more of an observation kind of mode where I was really paying attention to, you know, how people were teaching and how studios were doing things and you know what students were doing and their behaviors. Yeah, it's really interesting when that like changes too. Mm-hmm. You know, like when I started teaching, um, or just when I, um, yeah, started my <coughs> own practice as well. You know, you just like pick up on these little things that you never really um, thought about before. Like, oh, that transition into that posture. Oh, that was so neat. And like making these mental notes in my head to remember them. Whereas, you know, you in in your first practice when you first begin on, on your mat, it's it's totally different. Yeah. So. And here now, it has been a really different experience that I wasn't expecting. Um, because now my practice mostly consists of coming to classes here at GC Yoga when I can. And um, with it being, you know, my space that I'm responsible for, um, it, it's, it's been an, another practice in focus, you know, that my mind, prevent, you know, trying to, for my mind not to wander um, and think about, the things that are happening here and being distracted by the business of the studio, you know, when I'm here to do my practice. Um, so that was something I didn't quite expect, you know, practicing in my own studio that it would be distracting, but sometimes it is and I have to work to overcome that. Right. And that was something else I was going to mm-hmm. mention, like how has that changed your personal practice? How is it at all? Yeah. I mean, like I said, it, I wasn't expecting it. So it kind of, when, when it first started happening, I, I was like, whoa, what's going on here, you know, because I was really looking forward to opening my own studio and getting to do yoga all the time, and that's going to be awesome, and then I was like, whoa, wait a minute, there's this aspect that I hadn't expected that's kind of not fun, you know, being distracted during my practice, so, but now I know it's there, I know that it, you know, 
it's going to come into my mind. And just like everything else, when you're meditating or doing yoga, you know, it comes into your mind, you acknowledge it, and you just move on. You move away from it. Right. So, Which is such a huge part That's of all it is now. Yeah. Of itself. Yeah. So cool. Right. So September, uh-huh. August, September comes. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, a few, months, a few weeks, months after we had met, um, you opened up this beautiful space here in Goose Creek, South Carolina. <laughs> um, and you were not teaching. So what was the process like of searching for your solid team of uh, yoga teachers? Which I'm so happy with the team I got, by the way. But um, I did, I, I started with my favorite instructors that I know and that, um, <clears throat> you know, that I really liked their styles. Um, and most of them couldn't do it. You know, they had other obligations. They had family obligations. Their schedules were already packed. I was able to get one of those instructors to do it. That's Nicole. Um, and so then I started, I just put an ad out on Craigslist and, um, I got a couple people to respond to that and I came to y'all's classes. That's how I met you, Joe. That's right. And, um, I think you came to my core yoga class yes, on Saturday. Yes, your 7 a.m. core yoga class. <laughs> Not that early. <laughs> <laughs> I did. And then later on in that day, I went to Katie's class, which... Katie's not the easiest instructor either, so I got a pretty good workout that day. With, it's a good beating. Yeah, with the, <laughs> the core class at 7 a.m. and then the power yoga practically um, later in the day. But So that's how I met a couple of y'all is through Craigslist. And um, so I met y'all. I went to your classes and took another leap of faith, and it worked out really great because y'all are really awesome. And I... Seriously, couldn't do it without you, and I'm so thankful that I have y'all because, you know, I this can't be my full-time, I can't be here all the time. I've got a full-time job. I have a son um, who's three and a half, and so, you know, I need people here that I can trust and who I know can hold the fort down and, um, and who are going to give the kind of experience that I want our students to have. So um, I'm so grateful to have y'all. Yeah. If I do say so myself, it is a solid group of teachers with, you know, well, uh, great experience. Yeah. So what were, I'm already hired and and work here, but (laughs) what were some of the um, qualities that you were looking for? Because you weren't teaching yourself, um, you were just a student at this point, um, and you were going out. And I know we talked a little bit about before, you're like sort of nitpicking on these things. What were some of the qualities in, in teachers that you were looking for? Well, I really like it when teachers can be, um, can just kind of be casual with their class, you know, not take things too seriously. You know, they can, they can laugh about stuff in class. Like, uh, I didn't want it to be an intimidating environment for people at all. You know, I wanted people to come in who'd never done yoga before and just feel comfortable and feel like it was something that they could do too. That it wasn't some, you know, out there kind of thing where they had to be really, um, you know, mystical or really in shape, you know. So I just was looking for people who I felt like were just real down to earth and, you know, can just like talk to anyone and be friendly and make people feel comfortable in their classes. Yeah. And I think uh, you're right, like 
sometimes meditation mm-hmm. or like yoga looked so serious. Yeah. Uh, just because the practice of it is just, you know, you're being quiet or you're being still. Uh, so it's very mysterious to people because you're looking at this person and you're like, wait, what are they doing? Are yeah. they meditating? Shh, be really quiet. <laughs> and um, yeah, uh, I was going to say trusting yourself um, when you're a teacher to just sort of go with the flow. And um, I think one of the hardest things, whether it's being a yoga teacher or just a person, is being yourself. Yeah. It sounds so simple, but sometimes it's it's challenging. And we get so much better at it the more we do it, right? So the more yeah. you teach, the better you get at finding your own style, finding what's comfortable for you. And the more you are a human being, the older you get, you know, just the better you get at being you. Right. Yeah. It's just a process. Yeah. It keeps going and going. Which is kind of cool and very exciting, right? That the best really is yet to come. And I think sort of at these platforms too, um, we were recording on my phone here in the studio space. And I don't know, something about like seeing that red light go on and you know everything that you're saying is being recorded. It just sort of changes everything. Yeah, it does. It's weird. Like, it, it's, it's like totally this. Is. It's like, I feel like there's like this imaginary audience around us kind of, you know, like, yeah, and it's I, the world. I can't see them, but they're there. It's weird. They are there. <laughs> and podcasts are great for, you know, just people listening to their cars and, um, anywhere that they're going, you have this, you know, uh, this database of all this information on the web. Yeah. And so it's really cool. Well, I hope that everyone listening is, is having, I don't know, is just as good, is doing well right now. They're, they're doing well. <laughs> they're listening to this, so they must be. So a uh, few months um, into opening up um, Goose Creek Yoga, you sort of took another big um, uh, fate or a big step in your, in your yoga practice. Um, you went out to Savannah, Georgia, and um, you got certified to teach children. Yeah. So what was that? path leading up to that decision what did it look like well there was really not much of a path there at all um i came across an ad for um this teacher training for kids yoga and um it was close in savannah and it specified that you didn't have to be a certified yoga teacher and when i read it it just was immediately interesting to me and sounded fun and um, I was excited about the, the, the possibility of having kids yoga here at GC Yoga and um, that it was something I could do to contribute. Um, I immediately thought of my son, of course, who's three and a half, that if nothing else, it'd be, you know, I'd learn some fun stuff that he and I could do together. So um, I, it wasn't really anything I was thinking about um, for me personally, but I saw that and it just immediately appealed to me. And um, again, kind of going back to that sort of trusting yourself and kind of taking that, that little leap of faith, you know, I, I debated for a while, should I do it? Should I not do it? And I was like, you know what? Why wouldn't I do it? Like, it appealed to me. It said, hey, Laurel, this looks fun. Do it. Why wouldn't I? You know, there's no reason not to. So I'll go do it and I'll try it. And I did. Um, and I'm really glad I did. Yeah, I think when everything lines up like that, when you're just like, okay, location is great, yeah. timing is great. And you realize you're the only thing standing in your way. You know, yourself. your own, like, 
voice saying, you know, you know, whether it's your insecurities or your fears, whatever it is, that's all that's standing in your way. And all you have to do to get over that is just take it, just do it. That's it, you know, but, but those things can be pretty debilitating sometimes, you know, fear and insecurities and that, that just goes back to trusting yourself. You know, you have this record, you're this personal record of, of accomplishments, of things you've done, showing you're a capable person, you're a smart person, you're a good person. Why wouldn't you be able to do these things, you know? Right. So just trusting yourself and, and knowing what you're capable of. It's so simple. It is. Yeah, yet so complex. Yes. In many layers. It's, it's simple, but not always easy. Right. But you did it, so you signed up for this training. Yep. Um, which was, remind me, it was a weekend for with two days? Yeah, it was, right, two days, mm -hmm, the okay. beginning of December. And um, what was, uh, what did the um, schedule and um, training look like in those two days? So um, we, we went through a bunch of material in those two days. Um, the, really the core curriculum, if you will, of this program, which is Kidding Around Yoga, um, is what it's called. It's um, focused on songs. They have an amazing collection of original songs with instruments and vocals, and it's really cool. Great songs. Um, that um, the, and, and games, lots of games, and stories. Um, so you, and, and different, different techniques they teach you also to incorporate meditation and mindfulness. So, um, they give you all these different tools in all those different areas and then they kind of sneak yoga in there really creatively. Like the songs are about, um, like there's this one song that comes to mind that's my son's favorite right now. It's called La Cucaracha. Well, you know La Cucaracha. Yeah, I mean, yes. everybody knows that song. But uh, this song is, uh, <laughs> the main pose in it is Dead Bug. Do you know Dead Bug pose? Is that uh, Happy Baby? It's Happy or, Baby, yeah. right. So when you're teaching kids, well, sometimes you might want to use it as Happy Baby, but you can use it as Dead Bug also. So the lyrics go, La cucaracha, la cucaracha. He doesn't want to be a dead bug. La cucaracha, la cucaracha. And then it talks about him like scurrying under the table and so there's these and so then you do table pose and when wow. you talk about the dead bug you do dead bug dead bug pose so you've taught the kids these poses beforehand and then you incorporate them into this really fun song um or really fun game whatever the case may be and they're doing yoga and it's fun so it's cool they're doing the yoga postures during the song, right. along with the song, I right? Say. Along with the song, yeah. Very cool. There's an awesome song called Sergeant Salutation. It's how do you get kids to do sun salutations, right? Okay. Well, um, do you want to do this? Sure. Okay, Let's it's do really it. fun. So put your mat right there in front of mine. <clears throat> so Sergeant Salutations is, uh, it's like um, the whole. You know, like in boot camp or military or whatever. Scoot back just a little bit. We're gonna, you're going to come to the top of your mat. Scoot, scoot your mat back. Oh, back this way. Gotcha. <clears throat> so it's a, a call and um, you can scoot back farther. Okay. <laughs> scoot back like three feet. There you go. Physically, not just like that. Okay. <laughs> so, um, 
So, you know, in the military, it's the whole, like, call and respond thing. So that's how it goes, okay? So what I say, you repeat it, okay? Namaste. Namaste. Butterfly up. Butterfly up. Butterfly down. Butterfly down. Rag doll. Rag doll. Rag doll. Rag doll. Plank jump back. Plank jump back. Plank pose. Plank pose. Plank pose. Plank pose. Plank pose. Jump forward. Jump forward. Rag doll. Rag doll. Butterfly up. Butterfly up. Butterfly down. Butterfly down. Jump back. Jump back. Plank pose. Plank pose. Downward dog. Downward dog. Upward dog. Upward dog. Downward dog. Downward dog. Three-legged dog. Three-legged dog. Downward dog. Downward dog. Plank pose. Plank pose. Jump forward. Jump forward. Rag doll. Rag doll. Butterfly up. Butterfly up. Namaste. Namaste. So that's Sergeant Salutations. It's this call and respond thing. Call and response. Yeah. That's super neat. And, and, and really, the more militant you can make your voice sound, the more fun it is. Okay. You know? And then there's... So you can do it that way without the song. And then there is a song um, that's really even more fun because it's got the whole, like... Um, it's uh, got the, it's more like kind of drill sergeant sounding the music and stuff. So it's really fun. There's lots of different songs like that that incorporate yoga poses. Yeah, and sun salutations are super um, beneficial for that kid, just like that um, movement. Mm -hmm. So adding in this sort of like mantra, mm -hmm. this uh, you know repeat rhythm rhythm with mm -hmm. it too. Um, in my two and hour teacher training, we sort of spent like an hour or so learning this um, Sanskrit mantra along with the sun salutations. Oh, yeah. Really, really challenging um, pronunciation-wise mm -hmm. to do it, and it sort of reminded me of this, but it was much easier, and I enjoyed it as well, um, learning this. Yeah, I, um, I don't know that that was actually the best example of... Um, my sergeant salutation because all these people are watching me right now, but um, <laughs> no, it's, they're they're here. I'm they're watching. here. But um, but no, it's really cool, and I was surprised at how much I enjoyed that, like the the rhythm part uh, along with the sun salutation, and um, so many things about this kids class that I learned, like adults would totally love too. Like it was it was it. It wasn't just fun. It was just, um, I don't know, it was just kind of a different yoga and a different experience. And that's one of the things that you can do with this kids program is you can, um, you can incorporate adults. You can, you can have a family class. And, in fact, at the end of the, our, the second day of our training, we, had a, uh, we offered a free family class to the community for people to come so they could be our guinea pigs, you know, and... Um, we had quite a few adults in the class, and they loved it. I mean, it was just so fun, and it really gets you moving. It's very, um, you know, it's very high and 
cardio activity also just because you're dealing with kids and they're so active and have so much energy, you know. They just need to get it out of their yeah, system. Yeah, I mean, you're just, you're going, 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 going. The class is very fast-paced, but also you're teaching them mindfulness and meditation techniques. Um, and then you end the class with a shavasana that we call the secret garden. And they use their imaginations while they're laying on their backs and you talk them through this script about, you know, your um, yoga mat kind of flies up into the air and goes into your secret garden and that they can make it whatever they want. And, um, and they love that. Like it, they get to use their imaginations and they get really calm because you've worn them out, you know, with all the, the fun songs and now they're ready to relax and they do it, you know, and you don't think that these little kids can just lay there and, relax and meditate but they do and they love it so um i was really surprised by that and think it's really great yeah kids um uh, period just have really deep imaginations yeah. something that we like lose a little bit as yeah. we grow up um but yeah just the practice of just giving them that platform of yoga to dig deeper into their imagination um, it's really beautiful. So you mentioned um, meditation and mindfulness. How much of the program was, um, did they talk about mindfulness um, for children? Uh, the first part of the class is, is focused on mindfulness. And then um, you kind of have sort of the middle bulk of the class is, is more active, you know, around the postures and the games and the music. And then the end, um, you kind of go back to meditation and mindfulness. You close with that. Um, so I'd say two-thirds of the class is focused on that. Wow. Yeah. And you mentioned you're so surprised of how much uh, you enjoyed the training. What was one other thing that sort of surprised you that you, would, that you did not expect? About the training? About the training. Or just um, in general with you know, what you've learned um, about yoga and children? Oh, well, I still have so much to learn, I'm sure. I've only taught a couple classes, um, so I'm still, I'm still learning. One thing, though, that has been a challenge for me <laughs> is um, I think the toughest kid in my class is my son because it's, I, I think it's hard for both of us to um, have a teacher student relationship versus mom and kid you know mm. so that's something I've got to work on that became really apparent last in this last week's class because it was such a small class and um you know it, it's he was like mommy 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 you know and I'm like okay sit on your mat <laughs> you know Miss yeah. <laughs> Laurel Miss Laurel, Laurel to you <laughs> no I, it's just you know so but we, I talked to him about it because you know, Allison, the other little girl that was in there, she was so great, you know, and she was just totally into everything and she was participating so well and she really was enjoying it and wanted to get so much out of it. And I was kind of afraid that he was being a distraction because he was trying, you know, it wasn't just about me and him like it always is in our normal life. So, um, but I talked to him about it and... He's young, you know, and that's the thing with kids. Like, they're they're never going to be perfect. Like, I mean, we're adults and we're never going to be perfect. So, right. you know, I think that's something about kids yoga, too, you have to kind of let go of is that 
you might have an idea of how something's going to be and it might not turn out that way. And you've just really got to be flexible and kind of go with it. And, um, and kids are so forgiving, you know, and they really only just want to have fun anyway. So as long as they leave having had a fun experience, then I think you've done a good job, you know? So that would be my biggest um, advice that I would give to um, any teacher teaching yoga kids is going with the flow. Yeah. Uh, Because um, you do have like a little story in your mind of the way your class will go and you know, like, I'm going to get to this and we're going to do this. And then, you know, it might be that first class that you teach or, or your second where you're just like, well, I know that I'm not going to, it's not going to go that way. Yeah. Uh, that time. So you do need to allow that space, um, to, uh, you know, feel that energy in the room. And, yeah. um, and that's an interesting relationship with, with yeah. your son in that classroom how is he enjoying the uh, oh my gosh he loves it he loves it though and um we listen to the songs in the car all the time and he like requests songs like la cucaracha sounds so much fun it it really is (laughs) and and i showed you that video earlier his dad sent me a a video um andrew was in his car seat doing peace begins with me with on his fingers a meditation that we learned in the class and um you know, so I, it's sort of one of those things where it was like, wow, I, I didn't even realize you absorbed that much, you know. Um, so, no, I, he really loves it because it's fun. It's really fun. It right. really is. Totally engaging, too. Yes. And something so different than these kids really get in other, in other areas of their life, you know. It's just something really different. Yeah. So. So, moving forward to, I guess, you know, mindfulness and yoga getting into the lives of more children here in like 2016 um where do you think the um future of all this will go and um how do you think it'll affect um this the next generation that's that's coming up okay so your big question is how is yoga going to affect the next generation yeah well I think that yoga continues to move more and more into the mainstream, which I think is great because I love yoga, you know, and I want it to be more accessible and I think to more people and it's so beneficial in so many ways. So I think that's awesome. Um, you know, personally, I'm not too concerned with probably this notion that goes around that maybe it's getting a little watered down, you know, because I think that people can find what they want and what they need, you know? Um, so I think it's just great that it's becoming, it's becoming more available. So, um, I think that'll only continue with the next generation. And, you know, like we were talking about earlier that schools are, a lot of schools are now open to the idea of having yoga programs in their schools and, um, and, you know, you find places that offer kids yoga. So, I think that's a really very cool proposition that kids could learn this from a young age and then through adolescence and then into their teenage years and their young adulthood, they could possibly be practicing yoga their whole life and learning meditation and learning mindfulness. I mean, how would that have changed your life, you know, growing up? Like, so I think that's a very interesting experiment that I would love to see the results of. 
yeah extremely powerful yeah as well yeah it's very cool thank you for sharing your story and your your journey well thank you for asking about it it was a pleasure to to be here absolutely thank you so much for listening to this first episode Please take one more minute and go into your iTunes store, rate, comment, and please let me know what you think. If you'd like to reach out on social media and connect, you can like the Facebook, Instagram page, Yoga with Joe. I will have on my next podcast one of my meditation teachers, Sal Familia. And thanks again for supporting by listening to Talking Yoga.